On today's episode, I am sharing with you the six things you need to do right now if you are newly engaged. Number one is going to surprise you. Number four probably will not surprise you. But before I keep rambling, I'm going to go ahead and play this episode because it's super, super helpful and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to first give a shout out to our sponsors. The first sponsor is our own wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. Regardless of where you are in your wedding planning journey, this shop has tons of resources I created specifically for you, dear listener, based on a lot of the tools I use with my own clients. My most popular item these days is the Ultimate Wedding Planning Checklist for my couples, no surprise there, and the Styled Shoot Timeline and Shot List for my wedding pros that are listening as well. Your friends and vendors seriously won't believe how organized you are with all these items in your arsenal. So make sure you visit the shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. The second sponsor of our podcast is Lovestream. I've used Lovestream with my winnings and my couples are so happy. Not to mention they have excellent customer service, which is huge. Even though we all thought we'd be getting back to quote-unquote normal weddings, I still have couples that have guests that aren't able to attend their wedding because they're international or someone became ill and couldn't travel. Luckily, Lovestream is a one-way, high-def, high-quality way to stream your wedding and help your guests feel like they're part of the audience at your wedding even though they're just sitting on their own couch at home. All they do is click your personal URL and they're able to watch without logging in downloading an app, or messing with any of their microphone or camera settings. Easy peasy. And for any of you planning a destination wedding, they also offer all-inclusive live streaming destination wedding packages. I really like Lovestream because the platform is so easy to use for any size wedding. And what I love best about the company is their, again, excellent customer service, which has really helped my butt during some very stressful times. They also have a live chat feature, which lets you ask questions before and after you book with them. To get 10% off any Lovestream package, visit verveventco.com backslash Lovestream and enter the code ASK10 for 10% off. Again, that's verveventco.com backslash Lovestream and use our code ASK10 for 10% off any Lovestream virtual wedding package. And now on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode 37 of the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. If you are new around here, welcome. If you've been listening since season one, thank you so much. I am so thankful for you as well. Thank you for joining me for season two. So if you are listening in the car or at the gym or while you're cleaning the kitchen or wherever you are, the show notes for this episode can be found at verveventco.com backslash 37. That's verveventco.com backslash 37. 
or forward slash, whatever that slash is. Anyways, a quick update on life for me, uh, for you all. I just completely rearranged my office. And when I say office, I mean the spare living room in our house. So for a couple of years, my office was in the basement of our house. It was a relatively nice finished basement, but I shared it with the kids, my interns, and all of their toys. It was the de facto office because the previous owners of the house left a ginormous desk that I loved using because there was a ton of space that I could spread out on. I loved it. All my papers, all my crap, all my stuff. However, the basement itself was painted a muddy brown color, which I hated. So one winter, I decided to repaint the whole basement. Guys, it's a huge basement. It's like a lot, a lot, a lot of walls. A beautiful gray because I was sick at staring at the mud brown walls. Well, I painted almost the entire basement all by myself. All of the coats, all of the chair rail, the whole thing. However, I didn't do the stairs leading down to the basement because I refused to do the whole basement without my husband helping me paint it. He said he was going to and then he never did. So I said I would finish it when he helped me. Well, it's been two years and it still hasn't been painted or finished. And then when the pandemic hit, I just couldn't take being in the basement any longer because I needed natural light. I was really tired of like, I just felt like the walls were closing in on me. So I moved up to our living room and used this tiny desk from West Elm that I had bought when I graduated from college. It was a smaller desk and it had a desk underneath it that rolled out for the keyboard so that it could fit in a smaller, tighter space. It's, you know, West Elm is supposed to be made for people that live in apartments. And then I think West Elm is owned by Crate and Barrel. So Crate and Barrel is supposed to be for like all the people that live in big houses. Anyways, I put that little West Elm desk right in the corner of our living room next to a giant window. I was basically squeezed in next to a couch and a window because I was so happy and I needed the natural light so much. Well, the problem was there were these two huge couches in the living room because it was kind of like our formal living room, not our family room. And there was barely any room for my little desk, let alone all of my other office stuff. So I made it work because I really wanted the sunlight. Well, I finally got sick of feeling unorganized because I couldn't spread out. So I sold the two couches in our living room, which was so sad for me because I really liked taking naps on those couches during the holidays. And then, but I couldn't take it any longer. So I sold the two couches and then... While my husband is at the Bills game, I took his power drill and took apart my entire humongous eye-shaped desk. I've been wanting to move it up for a while, but I was really intimidated because the desk is huge. And then I was like, wait, I'll just take his power drill and use it. I've never used a power drill before in my life. I figured it out because I was like, well, he's at the Bills game, so he can't say no. And I figured I would do it now or I would never do it again. So I did it. So now the couches are gone. But... Because my couches are gone, my voice kind of echoes in this room because there's not enough soft stuff to absorb the noise when I'm on calls, but especially when I'm recording for the podcast. So if my voice sounds funny, that is why. But anyways, that is the update on life at my house for the moment. So I'm now looking for ways to decorate and organize the office. So if you have any favorite home decor or interior decorating accounts on Instagram, send them my way at Ask the Planner Podcast on Instagram. I have been lusting after this desk by article for the last two years. I think I'm going to buy it because it jumped up in price by like $150. And I'm like, no, I need this desk. I've wanted this desk forever. 
So I will update you all if I buy that desk. If there's a desk that you all love, let me know. And I will look at that desk as well. Anyways, on to today's topic. I am engaged, so what the heck do I do? A lot of this episode comes from a blog post that I published a while back, but I also added a couple things to this episode that I think are really important. I will link to that post in the show notes for this episode, which again can be found at verveevenco.com backslash 37. All right, so now back to what should I do when I get engaged? All right, step one, celebrate being engaged. Really? Being engaged is a really fun, happy, special time. So drink champagne, have people take you out to celebrate, get really drunk. That's what we did. Get really drunk. My husband's cousin took us out to this really fancy dinner and we had we did the wine tasting, the wine, like the wine pairing, and then he got really fancy champagne and I feel like I embarrassed myself. But anyways, it was a really fun time. And that's like the only time it's ever going to happen because you're just engaged. Also, go get a manicure and show off your ring. If you're a guy and you don't have a ring, do something else that makes you feel pampered and special. I don't know what that would be. Maybe getting a barber to do your beard. I don't know. Get a pedicure. I don't know. But this is the one time in your life that everyone's going to be all about you and your partner. You're going to get a lot of compliments. A lot of people are going to be talking to you. So live it up and enjoy it. Also, if you listen to episode 35, the last episode, what to do when you're engaged to be engaged, you might have heard some of this stuff that I'm going to talk about because you're already getting started in your wedding and planning research, which is great. If you haven't, definitely go back to that episode too because I'm going to talk about more stuff in addition to that episode. That one's a really important one too. Okay, so step one is to enjoy being engaged. Step two is pick three words to describe your wedding. Three words that you want to use to describe your wedding. So this step is super important because the words that you choose are going to act as a compass throughout the wedding planning process. These words can describe how you want to feel on the wedding day, the mood that you want to set, the environment that you want to create. So while you're wedding planning, I want you to remember these three words. Write them on a post-it and stick them at your desk. They're going to guide you in your decision-making process, and they're going to help narrow down your choices. Here is a long list that I've put together that you can consider. Hopefully, you'll choose words that first pop into your head, maybe that you're going to like mull around, but here are some words in alphabetical order that you could use to describe your wedding. Airy, black tie or bold, colorful, Dramatic, elegant, formal, glamorous, intimate, jaw-dropping, kinky, lively, minimal or modern, neat, opulent, polished, quirky or quaint, retro, stylish, traditional, unique, vintage, whimsical, zenial, which means a friendly relationship between the host and guests, which I think is pretty good for a wedding, youthful, or zen. So lots of different words, but pick words that are going to be your guiding light, guiding compass when you're planning your wedding. And try to stick with three words because I feel like that's going to really prioritize your words and really like hone in on the three ones that you feel strongly about. But if you need to pick five, that's fine too. Okay. Next, step three, 
pick three words to describe the wedding planning process. This is different from your wedding. This is three words that are going to describe how you want to feel during the wedding planning process. I want you to pick three words that you're going to carry and keep with you while you're experiencing the wedding planning. So these words are going to help you. So if you start to feel lost, overwhelmed, stressed, anything negative, remember these words as they should help bring you back to what you wanted to experience at this time. Also, you can be like, are these words happening right now? I'm not feeling this. You know, I wanted my, my wedding planning to feel effortless. This does not feel effortless because I'm doing all the effort. So I need some help. Something to think about. So again, like your words could be effortless, exciting, fun, joyful, organized, whatever you want. Pick words that, you know, I think are going to be strong for you. Okay. So before we go on to the next three things that you should be working on, we're going to do a quick recap of what we've covered so far you should do when you become engaged. So number one, enjoy your engagement, drink that champagne and have fun. Two, pick three words to describe your dream wedding to guide you through the decision-making process. Three, pick three words to describe how you want to feel during the wedding planning process. These will also help you gain focus when you start to feel overwhelmed in the wedding planning. Step four, pick three goals you want to focus on for your wedding. So like step two and step three, these goals are very important during the decision-making process of your wedding planning. They're going to provide focus and remind you of your priorities when choosing between vendors, decor options, favors, all of the things. So unless you have an unlimited budget, you're going to need to prioritize and identify your negotiables and non-negotiables, what's most important for you, and what are you looking forward to the most? Like These are the things, this is your wedding. This is the things that you're excited about. These are the things that are going to bring you joy and make you happy. So figure out what those three things are that are going to bring you the most joy. Do you want five-star food, excellent live music, special one-on-one time with family members, For you and your future spouse to be relaxed and stress-free, usually you can't have everything. So knowing what's important to you is going to help you stick to those goals. It also helps if you discuss these goals with your future spouse to make sure you're both on the same page. It can be really hard if you want a really elegant five-course meal and your spouse wants a $15,000 band and you have to choose between the meal or the band. So make sure you talk about your priorities. Step five, discuss with your future spouse your budget and your guest list. In wedding planning, your budget and guest list go hand in hand and significantly affect each other. If you listened to episode 36, you will remember that I said it was okay to start thinking about both of these items prior to becoming engaged. Your budget is going to grow exponentially with your guest list. So it's really important that you are comfortable knowing what you want to spend. If you are receiving help from parents or anyone else to pay for the wedding, you're going to need to have a conversation with them too. Guys, I know that it's a hard conversation. It's really awkward, but you know, they might have certain dreams or wishes for your wedding as well. And if they're helping you pay for it, you need to make, you need to be aware of those 
issues and also take them into consideration when you're planning your wedding. If you want more on budgeting, make sure you listen to episode 21, which was in season one of the podcast, which was titled The Five Main Factors That Drive Your Wedding Budget. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes as well. But you can find that at verveventcode.com forward slash 21. Also, some couples, you know, want to save up for a home or they know they want to have kids right away and you're going to need to factor in those costs as well. So make sure you have the conversation about your budget and your guest list. Okay, step six. Okay, step six. Seriously consider hiring a wedding planner. Yes, I also talked about this a lot in episode 36, but hear me out. A good wedding planner will save you a ton of time, money, headache, and stress. Once they know your goals, they can identify the right venues and vendors that fit with your vision and your budget because it's their job to know a variety of vendors and places, and they're going to advise you on what works with your budget and who can best execute what you have in mind. In the last two years, I have helped couples reschedule their weddings while keeping their entire vendor team intact and going over multiple, multiple dates. I have advocated for my couples when a venue's force measure policy was one-sided and we were in the beginning of a pandemic and couldn't even have social gatherings of more than 20 people. I've also helped couples find specific acrylic ghost chairs when no one else had them. Like Literally, they like checked every single vendor. Nobody else had them. I also helped a vendor find linens before a wedding because the linen company stopped sewing them and didn't tell them until the day they were supposed to ship the freaking tablecloths. So I had to find new tablecloths for my couple four days before their wedding. I also helped couples find hotel rooms for their wedding guests because the hotel where they booked rooms wasn't going to be finished in time and they didn't have enough hotel rooms at their main hotel. Needless to say, in every single situation, all my couples were really grateful they had an advocate that went to bat for them when the situation was dire and they didn't know what else to do. I know having a wedding planner is a luxury. That's why there are wedding planners in all different budget ranges. You know, you can even just have like consulting calls with them if you don't want to commit to a lot of money in the beginning. I do consulting calls with couples. Get a wedding planner because it's going to help you so much and also make your wedding planning experience a lot more less stressful. I don't think of like a wedding planner as something that is extravagant. I think of it as an investment in your time and in your money. I see myself as a steward of my couple's finances and I don't let them go over budget or spend money on things that don't matter for them. So just putting it out there, I help my couples make sure that they stay on track with their budget as much as possible. Anyways, that's my soapbox. I'll get off of it now. Okay, before we wrap up today's episode, let's do a quick recap of the six things that you should be doing now that you're engaged. Okay, one, enjoy your engagement, drink that champagne, have fun. Two, Pick three words to describe your dream wedding that are going to guide you through the decision-making process. Three, also pick three words to describe how you want to feel during the entire wedding planning process. These will also help you gain focus when you start to feel overwhelmed or stressed out. Four, pick three goals you want to focus on for the wedding. Five, discuss your guest list and budget with your partner. And six, seriously consider hiring a wedding planner. These six items are going to give you a really great foundation to help you tackle all of those wedding planning decisions. As long as you keep them in mind, 
you will be refreshed, relaxed, and ready to party when your wedding day finally arrives, which isn't that what we all want. Okay, that is it for today's episode. It's pretty short. I hope that it was still very, very helpful and gave you ideas on what to think about and do in the beginning of the wedding planning process. This episode was a lot shorter than the last episode, and then it's going to be a lot shorter also than the next two episodes, which are probably going to be closer to an hour long. So guys, I would love for you to let me know how do you guys feel about this length? Do you care if it's 40 minutes versus 20 minutes versus an hour? Or does it not matter as long as it's the great content? Let me know in your reviews on Apple Podcasts. I would love to know what you guys think. As always, if you have any questions about any of the things that I've discussed, I would love to know it as well. If you want me to expand on a particular topic, if it's helpful, let me know. Leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts and write your questions in the review and I will make sure to incorporate them into a future episode. Also, as always, if there are specific guests you want to hear from or that you want me to interview, let me know and I will do my best to reach out to them. And finally, you can always send me a DM on IG at Ask the Planner Podcast. Like I mentioned before, if you want any help with your wedding planning, I am only a phone call away. You can set up a 90-minute clarity call with me at verveventco.com backslash clarity and we can talk through your specific question or issue. If your wedding is around the corner, the clarity call is great because it's going to help you prioritize what you have left to do. And if you're just getting started, it's also going to help you tackle your growing to-do list and all of the things. So make sure you set that up if you are interested. If you are excited to plan your wedding on your own and you don't want any help, that's great too. Check out my resource shop. My ultimate wedding planning checklist is super helpful and everyone is, it's definitely the most popular item in the resource shop and it will help you definitely focus and know what you need to be doing each month of your wedding so you don't feel like the blind leading the blind. I basically map out the next 12 months, which you can change and move around because it's interactive the wedding planning checklist so that you can figure out what is your priority first, second, third, etc. But it's broken down into your key priorities each month. It's like me whispering into your ear like, oh, did you think about this? Oh, wait, you need to be doing this too. Oh, wait, here's a really helpful article that's going to help you with this issue. So anyways, check it out. It's at shop.verveventco.com and you can just go to the couple section. Okay. If there is anything that is not in the shop that you would love to see, just let me know. I always love creating new resources, so let me know about that as well. And finally, I know I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Please don't forget to leave a review for the podcast if you like this episode or if you have feedback for this episode or any of the episodes. Reviews are so helpful to us podcasters. I will definitely read your review, respond to it. Leave your Instagram handle in the review so I can send you a DM or a voice message and give you a shout out. And I'm going to be doing some giveaways in the future. So if you put your Instagram handle in the review, I'll definitely enter you into that giveaway. That is it for today's episode. In episode 38, I am interviewing Gabrielle Mecca of Edge Design Group on the five questions you need to ask when you interview potential wedding designers. This is the first episode in a mini-series I'm doing on must-ask questions for potential vendors, so make sure you tune in. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will talk to you soon. Happy planning, guys! Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com. 
where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 